Welcome to How to Get a Job College Student Edition, the podcast for first-generation and minority college students. Each episode will feature topics such as highlights from students who have completed the Mastering College to Career Mentoring Program, networking opportunities, and unique insights from industry thought leaders. So if you're looking for your guide to success, you're in the right place. All right, welcome to this new episode of the podcast. And today I have an amazing guest. He's a repeat guest. I have Eugene Hayden with us today. Eugene is an incoming senior knowledge analyst for Boston Consulting Group. And aside from all the amazing stuff he's done at Boston Consulting Group, PwC, and many other amazing companies, why we have Eugene on the podcast today and why we're bringing him back is because Eugene has done some amazing projects building databases that shows you who the hiring managers are for the top companies. And this database, if you have not used them, um, you're missing out. We're going to put some links to the podcast so you can play with them. But Eugene, welcome to the show. How are you, my friend? Hey, hey everybody. Hi, Daniel. Uh, my pleasure to come back. So yeah, we had a wonderful uh, time when we had a previous conversation. I think it's time to um, I don't know, to summarize what I've done since then. Uh, yeah, I built some cool databases. So uh, where there is demand, there is supply. I'll tell you more uh, what kind of purpose I was chasing and what we can do using all these uh, databases. And yeah, I mean, I have some changes on my uh, professional background. So I'm joining an uh, amazing company, uh, Boston Consulting Group. And um, yeah, I'll be happy to answer more questions about uh, my career path. Yeah. So Eugene, let's talk about it. So what is the database they created? Why did you create it? Kind of like, tell us the story behind this. Yeah, I noticed, uh, I mean, initially, um, some hiring managers, they are also always in in search for great uh, candidates. So some of them, they signaling on LinkedIn saying I'm hiring or we are hiring. So I decided, well, uh, what if we connect uh, these amazing people uh, from companies like hiring managers, recruiters with uh, people who are looking for jobs, so so they can ask questions uh, about all these opportunities. They can learn more about the company. They can tailor their resume uh, towards specific uh, positions and uh, uh, win all these opportunities. So yes, uh, my approach was to <clears throat> be like a middleman to help uh, uh, demand meet supply. And uh, um, and since I'm a data scientist, so um, it's kind of natural thing to me uh, to use data and, uh, I don't know, process data and create some kind of application. And I right now I'm using Airtable, so it's pretty convenient. So many people uh, can access this um, database using mobile phones. So uh, yeah, the idea behind it is just to help people during the pandemic to find a meaningful job. And I'm focusing specifically on big tech and consulting companies. Uh, so because there is a high demand uh, from applicants to find how to access and how to win all those opportunities amazing so if someone has never gone through that through, through the database maybe has this is the first time they're learning about what the, what this is about what can they expect once they get to the database like what are some of the information that they can find and how is this information going to be useful in their job search process yeah great question uh so how to approach this database so uh basically um database has uh names and titles and company names and LinkedIn uh, links to people who are saying that we're, that they are hiring. Uh, and But how to approach it, is, it could be a challenge for some people because um, I would suggest 
behaving yourself like human you know like uh, connect with them just ask uh, questions uh, i don't know express your curiosity about the company its mission or their team uh, start building trust and relationships with these uh, people uh, don't ask right away about uh, referrals because people don't really know you and it's pretty challenging to ask a stranger for a favor or for help um, my suggestion is to build the relationship first and build trust and only then uh, you can ask for something if uh, your let's say expectations match expectations of hiring manager and so on um I've been following you for a long time, right? And one of the things that I've noticed is that you continue to have really interesting insights and statistics about some of the company's hiring behavior, who's hiring, who's not. What are some of the biggest insights that you think are really important, like that, that maybe caught your eye or was like eye-opening that maybe most people who don't go and look at the data would have never known? <laughs> yeah, it's an amazing question. Um, yeah, the first thing, I mean, when I discovered which company is number one in terms of uh, the number of hiring managers, because for me, this is a signal of the culture of the company. For example, if there are so many hiring managers saying, I'm hiring, we're hiring, that means there's a proper environment within the company that stimulates such behavior. And almost half of, of all hiring managers from my database, they are from Amazon. <laughs> so it looks like um, Amazon is, um, is number one in terms of how many hiring managers are helping recruiters to find best talents on the market. And as you know, like I'm from Canada, I'm living in Toronto and here um, Amazon is, is hiring like crazy. <laughs> so thousands and thousands of new opportunities. So my point is uh, just to connect uh, all these opportunities and people who are really hiring, who know the stuff with uh, uh, great candidates who can tell the story and uh, lend these opportunities. And what's interesting is that um, the episode from last week, if you haven't heard it and you're listening to this, was actually with Adam Broda and he's actually hiring manager for Amazon. He kind of walked in that episode walked us through kind of like when the hiring manager has an open role and how does he go because he pretty much said like it's, it's the, the spear like the hiring manager is involved in the beginning they're involved in the end the recruiter does the middle work and so it's if you're listening to this episode and you didn't listen to the last one check that out because that's help gonna help you understand what how a hire manager is thinking to utilize this dashboard um, even better to to reach out to them um in terms of jobs that like when you're looking at the market, how much has it changed from when you started this about a year ago? Uh, yeah, uh, I think it changed. Uh, I mean, in terms of uh, the companies like big tech companies, Amazon was number one a year yeah. ago. It's still number one now. But in terms of um, activity of hiring managers, I think it's it, it increased. So it's not because um, hiring managers are separate from recruiters. It means they are acting like filters to filter out the traffic for recruiters so they can do their job and to reduce, let's say, overload from recruiters because so many candidates uh, are applying for jobs with different companies. And for recruiters, we need to understand that it's, it's really hard work to, for recruiters and they are not actually uh, like a middleman. They are like gatekeepers. They, they can let you in or <laughs> you will never get in. So it's better to be super relevant. But uh, when you apply online, for example, you don't really know anything about specifics of the role, anything about the team or hiring manager, et cetera. But there are many candidates that are not relevant. So 
I think during this year, what changed, many people started building networks to learn more about the role, about the, I don't know, job environment and specifics and everything to tailor their applications to make them more relevant so recruiters can act and invite all these candidates who, who do this job. Yeah, um, so I think, uh, I don't know, pandemic impacted us really hard. So uh, <laughs> there are pros and cons being in this kind of environment, but uh, I see more opportunities rather than negative sides. So since it's online, uh, we are more flexible to build uh, networks online. Mm -hmm. So you can reach people you never, I don't know, knew before. <laughs> um, I don't know. So I think I think it's it's basically this kind of flexibility of people to meet other people during this pandemic. Yeah. Uh, using Zoom, I think it increased significantly. So just use um, any opportunity to touch point with uh, hiring managers to learn more about the job and make your application more relevant. So recruiters will give you green light. Yeah. One of the things that I think you you added a feature was for H1B, right? Uh, for international students to be able to identify if the company sponsor now, who's sponsoring. And I think that was a really useful feature, uh, specifically for me, about half of the students that I work with are international students. Now, um, if if I if I were an international student right now in college, um, how, do you see it, uh, things gotten better for international students in the last year to be able to stay in America and work here, or you think it's getting harder for them to get employment? Uh, it really depends on the market segment. For example, if we're talking about tech companies, it even increased. So there are more opportunities than before because of digital transformation, companies are moving to digital and they need more and more uh, professionals who can to make this happen. As for H1B database, it's another product that I created. So it's based on publicly available data from uh, US CIS. So basically it's a huge data set. They publish this data set on monthly or quarterly basis. It's like 500,000 rows of data. And if you analyze what's going on uh, across, uh, I don't know, all these applications and you can see which company, I don't know, group of companies dominate the market. Um, and uh, what kind of uh, professions are in demand. For example, if you are, I don't know, software developer and you apply for Google, Amazon or whatever, you will see that it's, you have more opportunities than if you are, let's say a lawyer and applying for, I don't know, job with, uh, I don't know, tech company. And for H1B, I think it's critical to understand um, what kind of roles or what kind of titles are in demand, how much they pay because it's also public information um, and where they allocate it. So basically you can see which offices are mostly hiring for H1B. I found that uh, mostly uh, these are headquarters. For example, if you apply for Google, it's usually like 70, 80% or even more uh, H1B will be granted from Mountain View rather than elsewhere. Same thing about Amazon, Seattle is dominating everything. So yeah, all these insights will help you build your personal career strategy, how to apply. And yeah, I just built all these resources for you. What advice do you have for students that are just starting out their job search process today and don't really have a strategy other than just an applying online? Um, so yeah, um, I don't know many things to say, <laughs> but uh, I would highlight, first of all, um, be proactive. Uh, so don't think that, uh, I mean, job opportunity will appear on your horizon just randomly. Uh, you need to work hard to get this 
opportunity. Um, and at the same time, you, you need to be smart. So all these conventional, traditional ways, they don't really work. Sometimes you have to apply like thousands of times online to get one offer, which is not, which is not great. So uh, my suggestion is to build uh, relationships with real people, tell your story, uh, access, uh, I don't know, through databases or I don't know, uh, directly through LinkedIn uh, to make sure that people can, I don't know, listen to you and give you a chance. Because online applications, like my personal uh, experience, like, I don't know, hundreds of applications, one offer. And since I'm really experienced in drafting resumes and, uh, I don't know, telling the story and my performance is not super great using just online channel. But if you speak to, let's say, 20 people and tell them a story, maybe five out of 20 will give you a chance. So it's already, I don't know, much better than 1%. <laughs> yeah. Where could, if, if they're interested in learning more about you and the databases that you created, what, what's the best way to reach that, to find them? Uh, reach, okay. Um, so yeah, I mean, my data, database is just one of many tools uh, available on the market. So I do this for free, just for fun, because I was struggling myself uh, some time ago. Uh, I was, I don't know, I was depressed looking for jobs and I couldn't find it. So I started thinking what I can do differently. And some of these ideas, they came to my head, like, I don't know, like spontaneously and started building tools. And then I discovered this is not just me who can benefit from these tools. I can also share with everybody. Uh, this is why I'm doing this. And yeah, how to reach them. Um, it's, it's a good question. Some, some people may ignore your messages. It's absolutely okay. Uh, they probably overwhelmed with information or too busy to reply or something else happening but there are also always people who want to listen to you want to help you and if you ask for help you will get this help so um i use email messages on linkedin to reach all these people because i don't know if you don't know the person let's say like one-to-one -one, you never seen this person before it's really hard to build trust at the beginning and uh, sometimes you need to send email to i don't know attract attention and then uh, start telling your story and building relationships. Um, so yeah, I use email on LinkedIn. And I also ask some uh, people I know who know um, other people <laughs> I'm, I'm targeting, let's say, uh, just for introductions, you know, like, can you introduce me to this person? And uh, starting from this point, I start building relationships. Excellent. Eugene, you, you're amazing. Uh, I know that your time, I know you're a super busy person, so I want to be super respectful of your time. But if anybody wants to learn about you more, what is, is it a, what's the best way for them to connect with you? Is that through LinkedIn? Oh, uh, yeah, I'm pretty user friendly, so you can reach me anytime. Uh, LinkedIn is, I think, this is the best way. Um, so you can send me, um, you know, like an invitation with uh, several comments, you know, you can. Uh, add some notes when you send an invitation. So I will definitely understand from where you found my uh, contact. For example, if you reference to Daniel and say, I, I know I know you because Daniel organized this amazing uh, event. So uh, you will you will have a chance like 99.99% that I will accept it. So yeah, um, LinkedIn is the best. Um, I also have my email on my website, uh, eugenehayden.com. So this is a place where I think we will share at the end of the show so people can go and try all these uh, free sources. Um, yeah, just link it in. Um, I think the best way to connect me.
Amazing. So Eugene, you're, you're, you're amazing. Thank you so much for what you do. Thanks for building those, uh, those, those databases. We'll definitely put uh, your website on the show notes. I know that your website not only has the links to the databases, but has some also amazing resources as well. Uh, thank you so much for, for being part of the show and for everybody listening, catch you guys on the next episode. Oh, thank you so much. Cheers. You've been listening to How to Get a Job College Student Edition. We hope that you enjoyed this week's episode. If you use Apple Podcasts, we'd love for you to give us a quick rating for the show. And if you use Spotify, go ahead and give us a follow so you'll be notified whenever we upload. Until the next time, catch you guys on the next episode.